Rock and Roll American Football Podcast. Absolute Radio. Carter. What's cracking, G? I just found out on the uh, recording, uh, the recording equipment that we use, that there are these buttons and they include um, like uh, sound effects. Do you want to hear a sound effect? Would you like to hear <laughs> dramatic piano? Absolutely. That's nice, isn't it? Can you hear that? This is very days of our lives. This is, is that a real this... TV show? Because I always thought that was just our friends. No, no, it's a soap opera in the United States. This is very as the world turns. <laughs> and then I presume, I presume that this is a uh, real, real thing because I've only been to like one baseball game in my life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven inning stretch. Seventh inning stretch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, <sighs> yeah. lastly, what should we do for oh, the lastly? This is for when you make a bad joke. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty standard. That's pretty standard. Uh, yeah, I know. Sorry, uh, you can you, you be using that. For, that's for you, though. That's not for me. I know. Uh, to be honest, my, it is for me. All my jokes are grade A. Not true. Not true. Anyway, I was about to say, I don't think you've uh, you've ever heard heard your jokes before, uh, Carter. It is uh, the Rock and Roll American Football. My name's Jay Lawrence, uh, and essentially what we do is we talk about American football, which is fun, isn't it? Uh, big things, medium sized things, small things, all in the NFL, of course. And uh, mm. you know what? It is a it is a sad it is a sad day because the NFL has left uh, the UK again for another year, um, oh, which man. is uh, which is. Uh, you know, it was. I, I, I'll tell you what. We'll speak about it in a minute. But honestly, I just want to say that um, it was. It's been so nice to just sit down and just watch some NFL and coming back to this country. And there was probably a point last year where I thought that it wasn't ever going to happen. You know, they, they, they might have not necessarily given up, but they might re- recognise that there would be some difficult logistical problems for a little while. But no, yeah. stuck with it. We're in London, yeah. and um, the Miami Dolphins and Jacksonville Jaguars played, and it went down to the last second, Carter. Yes, it did. So, so great. Uh, I wouldn't say it was a great game, but it was still a good game, and, still, <laughs> and it was still good to see. Good to see. Good to see. Uh, see Jack, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Jack got a first first win in 20, 20 games. Twenty one. Yeah, games twenty games. Jacksonville Ooh. Jaguars. Do you know what I also really like? And as I say, we'll talk about it in a moment. Um, Trevor Lawrence's first ever NFL win was wow. in London. Look at that. He's, I mean, I think that's quite cool. Get him a passport, Jay. Get him a passport, make him a citizen. He's not European. You guys like him. Also, I'll tell you what was really nice is that um, going around the stadium and realizing that there's lots of people with the last name Lawrence on the back of their jerseys. <laughs> that's good for you, I bet. I mean, like, it's a bit vain of me, wasn't it? But let's be honest. That's why I've always thought, like, uh, you know, as a, as a New Orleans Saints fan, I wouldn't, I could have, would have quite liked him to join the Saints just out of pure vanity for getting my sure, own last name. Sure, sure. See, it's easy for you because so- Carter has got, like, you, Carter's not a... Not an uh, uncommon last name. Not uncommon. Well, Lawrence is pretty common, I'd say. I, I don't know about, yeah, I know. I about I know. the UK. In the United States, it's pretty common. It's pretty common. And you, got, and you spell it with a W, so it's, you know, it's easy. Well, my last name, actually, I, I found out my uh, family tree semi-recently, and I found out that my last name was um, actually Samuel up until like a hundred and so years ago, and they changed it, right? And the guy's first name was Lawrence. So he literally changed his last name to Lawrence. And so his first and last name was Lawrence. He he explicitly chose that. And Love then he it. named his la- he named his son Lawrence. 
so nice they named him twice i dig it lawrence lawrence there you go it's my ancestors names there is there is no uh mistaking that person we know who we're talking about exactly yeah um so let's talk about a few things today uh carter um in the nfl so what we're gonna do is we're gonna there's a few teams that you know i think that are getting spoken about but not necessarily for the right reasons so i think we should uh speak about those from three and oh to three and no the Carolina Jeez. Panthers and the Denver Broncos, two teams that we were speaking about uh, rave reviews just a few weeks ago. Even though I think that what we did on this podcast is we, we kind of put a bit of a tamper on it. We realized, you know, let's not get ahead of ourselves with these these two teams. And I think we were right on that. We'll speak about that in a second. Uh, let's speak about Kyler Murray as well. Kyler Murray and the Cardinals who were hit with uh, COVID issues over the last week, including their head coach, Cliff Kingsbury. Um Still managed to not 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 just even beat the Browns, Carter, mm. but destroy the uh, Cleveland Browns. Yikes! Woo! <laughs> and we'll they- finish off. We'll finish off with uh, talking about some some quarterback injuries, and maybe we'll just have a little bit of a um, a uh, little bit of a flurry, maybe a little bit of a a shout out on on which team we think would suffer the most if their quarterback was injured. Besides that, maybe I think we've got to include the quality I'm, of the backup quarterback there, but also just uh, a, just so, around just just what they've got around them, what can what they can do to negate the uh, the awkwardness of their quarterback. And we, and we should and we should almost like exclude certain teams because you know certain teams like quarterbacks are just their their quarterbacks are just like come on, they have to be in there in order for the team to succeed. But we'll, we'll we'll talk about it. We'll talk. About Okay, cool. I tell you what we'll do first, though. Actually, is we'll talk about that London game and just, um, just, just, just sort of reminisce, really, or, or just enjoy. I mean, I went to both <laughs> the games. Um, mm, just great going back to the the NFL. The, the um, Jay's got money, the, folks. The one thing, the one thing that I um, enjoyed, I guess, more than anything else about the games is the atmosphere on both of them. So good. I think that being at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium is definitely. Uh, got something to do with it. 60,000 people were there, which is a, a, an extre- extremely large number of people. Wembley Stadium, which has hosted so many of the games before, is nearly 100,000. Mm. So it is a little bit more intimate. And because of that, it, it also it, it's an intimate stadium, despite being so big. Wembley is quite sprawling. It is yeah. a massive, you know, you're far away. You feel far away. And it doesn't feel like that when you're at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Uh, and the other but thing. But you, you sort of need that, though, given that things are still growing here in London. You, you, know, you know you know what I mean? It's not like you're not in the middle of, it's not Alabama LSU. And, no, 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 no. Yeah. But I, I, I agree. I know what you mean. But the, the other thing is, is that when you're at Alabama LSU, you're either in Alabama or, or Baton Rouge, which means you've got so many people supporting yeah. one team. And obviously I, in London, you yeah. don't have that. But that is what I would say is it uh, usually comes across when I've come to Wembley before is that you've got so many different uh, people with so many different jerseys. And that was the same, obviously, over the last couple of weekends. Um, but it also means that when something happens, it's almost sometimes a not a muted response. That's unfair, but not necessarily the response that you would get right. if you were at a home ground uh, in the state. However, over the past couple of weekends, I don't know whether it's because there was a large number of fans from a, the, the particular teams that were playing, or um, whether just people were just so happy to be there that they were just cheering no matter what, no matter what happened. I noticed that in, the, in particular in the, the the game two weekends ago. Uh, between uh, Atlanta um, and the New York Jets, mm. where 
especially towards the end, if it was a touchdown or a sack, it didn't really matter. People were just cheering because something happened. But I think that that's okay. I think that's fine because you know what? It means the crowd, crowd are, you know, into it, you know, yeah. no matter what happens. It's great. You, it's the first, okay. So it's the first, NFL, not the first since last season, but you, I, I don't know what the numbers were last season, but this is two seasons of, ago because oh, it, wasn't, season, that, oh, it right. wasn't last season. Of course, that's obviously. right, two seasons ago. So it, this is like the first time the NFL's back in London. This is the first sort of are we out of the mess with regard to COVID? Are we not? We're clearly not, but are you know putting sixty thousand people in the stadium is a lot of people. Uh, so you know people there are uh, it, sports brings this out in people, especially a sport that people are. Are, are grasping onto here uh, in ways that are reminiscent of what you see in the United States, but still, as you said, still its own sort of fandom because it's still sort of all over the place and just mm. just a groundswell across the board. At a at a Dolphins ja- uh, Jaguars game, you got Giants jerseys, Jets jerseys, Saints jerseys. Every, everyone's there, and everyone's just happy to be. Not many Lions jerseys. Not a lot of those. <laughs> not a lot of not a lot of Texans jerseys. I, t- no, I tell you what, I saw I saw a few Texans jerseys, and I saw a few. Um, I saw a few. Um, actually, no, I didn't see any. I don't think I know. If, I don't know if I saw any Bengals jerseys, and I don't know if I saw any. Um, or any Lions jerseys, but apart from that, you're sort of covered, you know, every yeah. once in a while. My favorite ones are when you see like jerseys with bizarre players on the back. Like, not bizarre players, but like, why would you choose to have that person? Like massive, uh, long Russian names or well, something? Well, no, no, no. Like, um, like, like players that are played on teams, but uh, not necessarily yeah, yeah, the stars. Yeah, no, but like, like the ones. I, I mean, I don't know the the Shashevskys of the of the. <laughs> of the They're like, I'll, I'll give an example. I saw a Saints jersey. That had former safety Kenny Vaccaro on there. You know, you could you could have had Drew Brees, you could right. have had yeah. Michael Thomas, you could have had you know Kamara, you could have had Mark Ingram. There's so many people, but Cam Jordan. No, you go with Kenny Vaccaro. I um, bet it was cheap. <laughs> yeah, maybe you got it off of eBay. <laughs> That's on. what it was. Uh, so the, the, the game itself, actually, between the Jags and Dolphins, and this is actually, um, you know, beforehand you're thinking, oh, a bit of a stinker, maybe a bit of a stinker. Um, the thing is about those two teams is that the Dolphins, when the NFL had its first emergence in the UK um, back in the 80s, the Dolphins were big, obviously. They were doing well, you know. Um, so that means that I think that there's been a lot of people that have sort of kept that Dolphins fandom. And obviously the Jaguars have been here over the last decade or so, which means that actually I think it was two fairly well-supported teams relatively um, which made a massive difference. And as you say, the Jaguars got that win. 23-20, went down to the last second with a field last goal. A field goal, yeah. And, and, and the guy with the... Um, Backup kicker too, not... Yeah, not, you know, that's it. Matthew yeah. Wright, a guy that sounds like, um, you know, someone that I went to school with, you know, I did geography <laughs> with or something. Right. I mean, I, I, that is honestly... Sure, I mean, that is the whitest name ever. Math. <laughs> Isn't it? Uh, Matthew Wright. Yeah. Matthew uh, Wright the fourth or something like that. <laughs> yeah, Matthew yeah. St. Ma- Laurent or something. <laughs> Matthew Wright. Anyway, kudos to him because he got he, he, every kick that he attempted went through the uh, went through the uprise and he was not, you know, not that not that there's any it. sort of not that there's any sort of roster controversy in, in Jacksonville of all places, but a, a bit of a challenge. I think what's 
I know the last name of the Josh kicker. Lambeau, you're talking Lambeau. about. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But that was the um, first field goal that was scored this year for the Jags in that game. Dude. This season. Sixth, sixth week, the, the week six. That is mad, that's, isn't it? That speaks to a lot, but yeah. That's tough. And I, was, I went to the game with a, <clears throat> a friend of mine um, and at Jake, and, and he pointed out, actually, and I didn't even clock this, that basically with three seconds to go, the Jags were out of field goal range, right? It looked as if they were going to try the field goal attempt, which would have been quite long. Uh, it would have been about 60 yards or so. But then with three seconds to go, they, they did a really quick pass, maybe forward about six yards, mm-hmm. um, and then quickly time uh, quickly had a timeout, and I was and he didn't. And he Jake brought this up with me afterwards, and he's so right. If no player had touched the Jaguars player, because mm-hmm. it was a quick pass, he went down immediately. If no player had touched the Jaguars player, then the, the clock would have just wound down. Surely, time would have and then they would have yeah. had no time to have a timeout because the play, in theory, hadn't ended. The clock runs out, then you touch him. And then the game is over. Dolphins win. But Jay, uh, what you're talking draw, about, sorry, it, which, time. Which, what, what you're assuming is, oh, they would have been to OT, I guess. But um, yeah. what, you're, what you're assuming is that there are smart players. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he would have given himself up and that would have ended the play. I'm not quite sure how that all um, works in, right. in reality sometimes when it's in games. I find it's quite... Um, Sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't really. I, I tell you who's happy. I tell you who's happiest from this win, though. Go uh, with a bit of misfortune from another head coach who is no longer a head coach. I think Urban Meyer, uh, who got mm. his first uh, NFL victory. Your your uh, villain, your rival. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who, every week, who, every who week. benefited from a bit of uh, distraction? I guess you could say oh. out out in Oakland, uh, but also you know a win is a win. And this puts Trevor Lawrence yeah. in the win column. It puts Urban Meyer in the win column. Uh, and it hopefully gets them on a path to getting maybe two, maybe three wins this year. We'll see. But man, is he breathing a bit easier for several reasons this week. Good job, Urban. Well done. You've changed your tune. Someone started getting I'm, paid I'm trying by to be, Urban I'm Meyer trying to, you, Hey, I'm trying to, you know, this is putting good juju out in the universe. That's all I'm doing. Uh, so well done to the Jacksonville Jaguars getting their first win of the season and that means that they have now got two wins in two seasons so actually it's a good point they get more, one more win this year they've already done better than last year I mean, uh, so, uh, so two teams that have um, actually lost their last three games the Carolina Panthers and the Denver Broncos now they are three and three both of which started the season really strongly didn't they Carolina Panthers Going three and zero, and Denver Broncos doing the same as well. Three and zero to three and zero, Carter. Look, um, I just want to just. I'm just gonna. I, I'm gonna point out why I think this has happened, and this is something that we have touched on before. So you can tell me if you agree. These are the first three games of the Carolina Panthers, right? New York Jets, mm. uh, New Orleans Saints, mm. where they had multiple coaches out for COVID-related reasons. Okay, Houston Texans. Whatever makes you feel better, Jay. Yeah, Houston Texans. So they won all three of those games. Right. Uh, And then the three games since then, the Dallas Cowboys, Philadelphia Eagles, and the Minnesota Vikings. And they've lost all three of those games. Now, what can you see right there, just from me saying that? What can you tell? Clearly, you're alluding to the strength of schedule. Yeah. Uh, in, the, in the beginning, how it was not so good. And then you come up against the Cowboys who are tearing it up. 
uh, and the and the Vikings as well. It's the Panthers are. It's going to test how well you're coached, test the metal of your quarterback, test the metal of your offense, your defense, all those good things. I agree with you. I definitely agree that strength of schedule is a concern. I also think that for the Panthers, for an offense that is built around a single person who is currently on IR and is going to be on IR for at least another two games, this is Christian McCaffrey, who, you know, fantastic, fantastic, all-purpose back. And they and unfortunately, they use him like an all-purpose back. They run him like a hundred times a game, and he's catching balls. and And you know, it's Sam Donald, who's uh, just doesn't look as good without having that massive security blanket as Christian McCaffrey. But the Panthers just aren't as good an offense um, because he's just he's not there. So. Yeah, I, I don't know who they play next week. We, we can find that out. But Well, this is this is a get-right game, and I'm really sorry to say this to you, Carter, but the oh, next on. game that I they knew play I knew oh. <laughs> is the New York Giants. This is a get-right game for the Panthers. Ain't that something? You just Well, to be fair, I mean, the next two games are, are, are opportunity. You know, if you're not going to be without your best player in your team, there are worse teams to play than the New York Jets and the Atlanta Falcons. These sure. are two teams that you can, you know, maybe get wins there. Windsor against despite the fact that Christian McCaffrey is not there and you're totally right Christian McCaffrey is one of the best players in the NFL but he's also heavily relied on he's spent several he's been uh, the last two games out injured already uh, in the NFL with the Panthers he's going to be out another another two that's right isn't it as you yeah. said at least another two at least another uh, two. as he's on IR uh, injury reserve. So what does that mean? It means that you're without your best player and it means that it is a very concerning aspect of your team if that's what if you're relying on one player anyway. And let's let's be reminded that Christian McCaffrey he's been, he's injured a few games already this year. He spent the whole of last year out. I was going to well. say last year was similar. And when he, when you get back in what do you do? You run him 100 times? Yeah. <laughs> like you got to be smarter than that. You got to I mean, not to me, this goes without saying that the Panthers don't have any protection for Sam Donald. So I think he was sacked four times on Sunday. And he's been sacked, I think, one of the uh, – he's been sacked the most times of any quarterback in the league so far. I think it's like 10, 11, 12 times so far. That's tough to – it doesn't help his, his confidence. And then with his best player not there, that didn't help either. I, the Panthers are – whoever was riding high on them um, – at three and zero, it's just that's a that's a gross mistake. So, so here, here's what I'd ask you now, then, right? It's three three and three. They are right now. Yeah. Are you buying stock in them? Are you saying, well, actually, they are lower than they were? It's cheaper to buy stock in them now than it was three weeks ago. Am I buying stock in them now? No. In fact, am I thinking, no, no, I'm leaving it. Nope, nope, leave it on mm, table. It's okay. it, I'm I'm waiting for that price to drop a bit more. I think the Giants are going to pull one out uh, next week, and. Then at three and four, I, I might buy them at three and five. I'm not going to buy them at three and three. No. <laughs> well, we'll move to the Denver Broncos, who are in the same situation. They're third in the, the AFC West now, despite um, despite you know, Kansas City are, are fourth, which is you know bizarre, isn't it? Amazing. But they, just, despite starting three and zero, oh, uh, Giants, Jaguars, and Jets were the first three teams that they played. I mean, it's a similar situation. Same thing, Carter. yeah. And then Ravens, Steelers, and Raiders are the three teams since then as well. You can tell already the disparity uh, in the teams that they have played. 
And I'm not sure if it's going to get much better for them. I mean, they've got the Cleveland Browns who are, uh, you know, did not play well in their last game against the Cardinals. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they aren't going to going to be completely motivated to get back on that. But Baker Mayfield uh, isn't 100% right now. No, so maybe not. they'll have the opportunity uh, to uh, to get torn, right there. Torn labrum, I think it is, non-throwing shoulder or something. I don't mm. remember. Yeah. Uh, and Teddy Bridgewater started well. I don't know if you watched any of the last game against the Raiders. Was not the most consistent quarterback that I've ever seen in my life. No. Uh, several interceptions and several sort of layups that you'd assume that he should really be getting right there. Yeah. But they still managed to make it a semi-close game. I think that they... Well, no, they didn't really. Ten points is not a close game, is it? <laughs> let's be honest. That, no, yeah. uh, so for the Denver Broncos, are you buying stock in them now? So I would buy them before I buy the Panthers. And, I, and that's because Why? of... They've almost exclusively because of their upcoming schedule. So they're playing two out of three of the worst teams in the NFC East, which is not not that... It's a low water clear. Let's, let's be honest. Uh, they got the football team coming up. They got the Cowboys, which is going to be a is you know let's count that as a loss, and then they got the Eagles after that. So that that's their next three weeks, and I think they're good. They end up at five and four. I mean, they're not gonna you're not gonna win that division like that, but it's depending on how the Raiders go the rest of the season. Given that this was sort of an emotional win for them, you could say they're maybe. Mm. It, it sort of propelled them, and then maybe next week or the, in the coming weeks, they have to really get down to brass tacks and see, okay, how are we really going to make this work for the rest of the season? And in addition, you've got the Chiefs, who I think are going to figure it out once Patrick Mahomes realizes what color teams, <laughs> what, what color jerseys his teammates are, and stops stops throwing silly picks. But you know, um, I would buy the Broncos before I buy the Panthers. You gotta you gotta feel the same way, I imagine. The only reason that I wouldn't is because of the league that they are in, uh, the division that they are in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you've got the Chargers who are currently top, then you've got Las Vegas and Kansas City at the bottom. I mean, please. They are arguably... Denver aren't necessarily... aren't aren't a a, a bad team per se. Right. But you could easily argue that right now they're the worst team in that division. Sure, Um, sure. And that's only because the division is very strong. You've got a couple really strong divisions this year. Uh, and they're both now in the West, really, AFC West and the NFC West as well. So, and you're thinking, really, this could this could fall any way. One team is only going to be guaranteed, and it looks likely there's going to be one. Hey, maybe two, maybe two teams to go mm-hmm. out and mm-hmm. uh, into the playoffs. We never know. We never know. Um, three and O to three and no. I think that I think that I would agree with you. I think that I would buy stock in the Broncos. More than I would buy stock in the Panthers, right? But you're, now. but you're still not buying stock yet. You still want to? You still wait to see? I think that's good. Well, I don't think I'd buy stock yet because I think that they're probably going to lose against the Browns. So that means I'll be able to buy it even cheaper yeah. uh, in, in, in the next game. Uh, one yeah. team that I would buy stock in, even though I think it'd be very expensive right now, is the Arizona Cardinals. Speaking of the Browns, they completely destroyed the Browns this weekend. And uh, you know, this is a team that we've spoken about quite a lot. To be fair, uh, Carter, because they are now six and zero. They're the only undefeated team in the NFL right now. They have had COVID issues, including head coach Cliff Kingsbury, who was you know, 2,000 miles away in Arizona yeah. uh, during this game, not uh, play calling like he usually does. And yet Arizona go away from away from home 
uh, into Ohio, beating Cleveland 37-14. Yeah. And uh, Kyler Murray is just, I mean, we speak about MVP. We haven't spoken about MVP so far this season. I think that that's a credit to us, really, because you, so, you can so go too early on this. And I think we sometimes yeah, do. Yeah, I agree. But I agree. this man is, he can, whether it's on the floor, whether it's just throwing, he's ma- he, he is making that stereotypical, cliched, third year uh, movement forward in his career, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's throwing some amazing balls. He is also running his butt off. Like he's he's more or less unstoppable at the moment, which it, it really helps that he's got a fantastic receiver core as well. Uh, I don't know how the Browns left open. Uh, uh, my gosh, why am I forgetting his name? One of the best receivers in the league, Jay. DeAndre Hopkins. Thank you. About. My gosh. Well, it's a typical him, Carter. Typical. The name. Oh, uh, left him wide open. <laughs> like, <laughs> what, At what point does that make sense? Uh, but just – when you've got DeAndre Hopkins there, it's unfortunate, I think. You know what? The only drawback I have here, I'll say this quickly, is that Larry Fitzgerald isn't on the team anymore. I want Larry to win. Exactly. Oh, that's a very good point. So really, it's nothing to do with Larry Fitzgerald's skills per se. It's just that no. you want him to have that opportunity. Yeah. Well, he, he, he's been in the Super Bowl before, obviously, against yeah, the yeah, yeah, Steelers, yeah. but you know, he lost. Yeah. But but I, I think that Kyler Murray's tearing it up right now. Easily one of the quarterbacks you have to plan around in the league. Like right now, not that you don't plan around a quarterback or what they do, but you have to design your defense to stop. Yes, DeAndre Hopkins, but absolutely Kyler Murray on the ground and in the air. That's, I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers. It's him. It's, and well, you always plan around Tom Brady, but you know, but he's just, I would definitely agree. You could make the case as well that Dak Prescott is having an MVP yeah. sort of year, but it's definitely, I think Kyler Murray's at the top of that list. Um, and uh, I just just love the fact that, you know, this time last year or two years ago, you know, we were talking about AJ Green as, you know, uh, AJ yeah. Green, what, what's he doing? What's he doing? He needs to retire. And then he, gets, he joins the Cardinals. You're like, really? AJ Green? Yeah. But no, uh, it's happening. AJ yeah. Green, wide receiver one. You might as well. <laughs> yeah. I, it's, it's astonishing. I think it's, I think for this game in particular, had the Browns been clicking, they could have maybe pulled this one out. But, I mean, they got whooped. But Baker Mayfield, not particularly consistent in this game. And the Browns receiver core, unfortunately, my homie ODB, uh, OBJ, is 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 he just like a normal person now? Yeah. Is he just yeah. like a, a regular guy? <laughs> well, uh, it's funny, isn't it? Because I was watching, you know, part of the game and um, – and I was watching it, and every time that there's like a throw to OBJ, the commentators, or even me, even when I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, they passed to him. Yeah, now, you don't, you don't want that to be your reaction, do you? When I, you watch a watch, that the, is watch ex- a team. I had that's the same reaction I had. Yeah, uh, it's like, oh, they passed to him. Great. It's like, well, no, that this should be a, you know, this should be a, a a standard thing. We should be like, oh, another pass, another throw to OBJ. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Another totally. ball caught, but it doesn't really end up that way, which is. Um, he had a crucial drop. Seems to be a surprise, and, and he goes out for a. He goes out for. A, I mean, he comes back in, but there was a, a part when he goes out injured. I'm like, oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah here yeah, we yeah. go. He came back in though, thankfully. Um, Kyler Murray, exceptional, exceptional player. All right, so what we're going to do now, Carter, is we will, uh, finish up on, key quarterback injuries. Um, we have spoken about 
the number of quarterbacks that have gone down at some point in this season as well. Uh, whether it's even just for a short amount of time or if they're playing through it. Dak Prescott, even though they're on the bye next week, he looks to have an issue. So it's really come at a perfect time, really. If it's just a, I think it's a calf issue, uh, if, I'm, if I'm correct on that one. Uh, uh, calf or, 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 that's a good question. I think it was calf, yeah. Uh, if it was, a, I, I, I will check now. Um, now, if, obviously, if that's a big issue, then that's, um, you know, not great. Mike McCarthy says that he is optimistic that Dak Prescott plays week eight versus the Vikings. So it's coming at a good good time, I suppose. If you're going to get injured at any point, um, it's better to do it in, you know, going into the bye than going out of the bye or whatever, you know. Uh, you've got Baker Mayfield, who's playing through an injury right now. Um, and it does sort of make you think, doesn't it? You know, which sort of team would be able to handle this? Russell Wilson is out four weeks. Yeah. Uh, not four weeks, but, you know, as in for multiple well, he, weeks. He, he's on IR, so he's, he can't play for at least three games. Well, it's, and, you know, Seattle have now been talking to Cam Newton about potentially coming back. The, the recently vaccinated Cam Newton. The recently <laughs> vaccinated Cam Newton, uh, which would be interesting. Geno Smith did perform well for the Seahawks going in. I mean, he, he fumbled right at the end, but he didn't do a, uh, necessarily a bad job. So I wonder if they're going to stick with him. Um, but which teams do you think, Carter, are going to be the ones that if their quarterback was injured, would struggle more than others? And so, if you've got any that wouldn't struggle as much, that would be interesting as well. Yeah, so I, I thought of two in this, which is... The Steelers are holding on for dear life right now. and But when I thought about the Steelers, I thought about sort of older quarterbacks who are performing a lot better than uh, Ben Roethlisberger. And I think that the Packers just need to guard Aaron Rodgers as well as they possibly can. Because if they go out, I it's going to – I think that turns the Packers organization back to that – garbage drama that they had in the offseason and that i think would derail the season not that aaron, aaron Rodgers rarely gets injured i don't think he's ever gotten injured seriously uh and protection has always been pretty good but if you've got a packers offense with this you know so-called wonderkin but people don't know what the heck is gonna how he's gonna perform jordan love character in i think that spins green bay now that they've righted the ship at five and one there, you know, it, it would spin them out of control. I think the second team I would think about is, I mean, another five and one team. The, the, I'm sorry, not the five and one team. This is the Hawks. This is the Seahawks, which you just mentioned. Which is, yeah, I'm concerned about the the Seahawks season because because like a who who's more critical to that offense to that team than Russell Wilson. Who's who's a more important player? Geno Smith ain't the answer. Cam Newton, who's going to run the ball as much, and we still don't know if he can throw. He's not going to be the answer. It, Russell Wilson is the answer to that team, and mm. they're they're just not in a position to to revamp that offense like right now. I, I don't think so. What do you think? Russell Wilson makes a bad team a good team. He's that uh, an impressive uh, that's player. A great, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. Um, and you know what I would say is that uh, Geno Smith didn't necessarily have a bad game uh, against the Steelers, but that's a game that if you're a Seahawks fan, you want to win. No, I mean, you want to win every game, obviously, but this is a, a team that potentially beatable with the Steelers. And, you know, you, you head to overtime uh, with Geno Smith. 
the thing is you can't do much about that now, can you? I mean, he's out, he's out and you've just got to play through it and you've got to try and make the best of it as it were, whether you're getting a new quarterback or not. I mean, I don't think that Cam Newton is necessarily the quarterback that you would, you would want. I, don't, I also don't think he's necessarily that similar to, to Russell Wilson no, anymore. So. You know, even, you know, I, I don't think he's got the throwing ability and I don't think he's got the, uh, the running attributes as uh, anymore as well that Russell Wilson has, you know, he's a yeah. big old guy. Yeah. He'll be able to th- put it in through the one yard line more than Russell will do. Um, so I think that is proof that the Seahawks are, 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 are going to struggle without Russell well, Wilson. So, so right now, I mean, they're at the bottom of the NFC West with the Cardinals and the LA Rams ahead of them. That, I mean, that's your division right there. So maybe the, is the Seahawks season done? That's something. I, I think the Seahawks would be, they, they would be a surprise playoff contender in that division for yeah. sure. For yeah. sure. Now, definitely, because Russell Wilson looks to be out for, I think it's another five weeks now. So it's quite a few, quite a few games that they're missing. And that's, you know, if that's, if that's two wins and three losses or something along those lines, then, you know, you're still done. You're still done, you know, in that division, I suspect. Uh, in regards to the Packers, I think that, you know, Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers and that's, and that's you know, the, the big, um, yeah, that's such a stupid sentence to say, but it's still kind of true. Like Jordan Love, uh, the first round draft pick from two seasons ago, we don't know who he is. And that is what that's see, that is the only thing that's kind of enticing about this whole situation. If Aaron Rodgers were to either leave at the end of the season or as you say, if he were to, you know, let's hope he doesn't, but go out injured at some point. That we don't know who Jordan Love is, and that's why it'd be enticing to find out who he is and find out if he was worth all of that drama. Um and it could be that Aaron Rodgers leaves at the end of the season anyway. Um you know, has been has has been mooted over the last few years, you know. Um the, the teams that I would look at are the teams that really have a really particular playing style that mm. without that that without that quarterback they have got a very very different um a very very different playing style so for example uh Kyler Murray goes down I know we've spoken about the Cardinals so I won't speak about mm. them for too long but Car- Kyler Murray goes down injured Colt McCoy comes in as backup hmm. Colt McCoy Still does league. not have the same playing style he does not have the same attributes playing attributes that Kyler Murray has and you know what and that's and that's one thing that I do think that that teams just don't do enough is they don't I mean maybe it's because there is a real shortage of backup good backup quarterbacks but what you've got in that situation is you've got a two players that are just going to play differently and therefore if something bad happens to the first player you're going to have to completely change how you um are you off it have you yeah exactly (laughs) how you approach a game now the Baltimore Ravens do something quite different they have got Tyler Huntley, who is granted not as good a player as Lamar Jackson, as we have seen, but he does have a similar style. He runs with it. It means you put that player in and it means that you don't need to necessarily um, change too much right. about your team. Right. Um, and I'll just finish on this one. So that I think that is a good example of a, um, you know, of a team that have, have thought about that. You know, in fact, they had RG3 at one point, didn't they? Uh, just for, sure. for a couple of seasons or so. That's right, yeah. Philadelphia Eagles have have Jalen Hurts as their quarterback. Um, good running player. You know, he, he racks up those points on fantasy, getting those, <laughs> getting those running <laughs> touchdowns. Because that, that's Their backup really quarterback. Do you know who the backup quarterback is for the Philadelphia oh, Eagles? Oh, gee, absolutely not. No Joe way. Flacco. <gasps> you couldn't get a more different oh. quarterback. Jill Flacco is on the Eagles now. <laughs> but Gardner Minshew is there as well as, right. I guess, their third team player. But, you know, I think he's 
I think it's too good to be a third team player. I, so I, I suspect that at the end of this season, Joe Flacco's gone, Gardner Minshew's the backup quarterback, and um, that make well, that probably make a bit more sense. But still, Jalen yeah. Hurts and Joe Flacco, different players. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I should have factored into this a bit more of who we think have playoff potential. And mm. and I think so with him getting an MRI over the weekend, but everyone's assured or reports have said that he's going to play or well, they get a, an off week, but he's going to be available for the week eight. Uh, I think if Dak Prescott goes out for the Cowboys, the Cowboys yeah. are riding high because of Dak Prescott. I think Absolutely. that's the, that's the number one answer because it's because that. The NFC East, everyone else in the NFC East is NFC East is terrible. And you could see Dak Prescott out and the Cowboys losing three, four, five games straight. And then the NFC East is the NFC least from the 2020 season. And now it's a uh, it's up for grabs. Dak Prescott, as you say, has been one of the uh, highlights of the year so far, even just watching him against the Patriots in that game at the weekend, which was dead exciting, by the way. The last five minutes. Yeah. It was so exciting. Touchdown here, touchdown there, interceptions mm. uh, going on. Mac uh, so, Jones yeah. showing a bit of showing a bit of metal there. Yeah, exactly. I think yeah. Credit to Mac Jones. Throws a throws a pick and then throws literally play later a, a, a huge touchdown. Massive to get the Patriots back into it. Obviously, though, they eventually lost to the Cowboys. But um, but yeah, Carter, good uh, good chat this week on yeah. uh, the Rock and Roll American Football. So what I'm going to do is um, is I'm going to speak to you this time next week. Uh, if, if if you put that in your diary, that's not all right. <laughs> you, you try to say, man. You try to say I, I, I mix up my times. No, try, no, no. You you're all right. You're right. You're a bit late today because a builder came around. But apart from that, we're yeah, all good. Yeah. We're, we're, yeah, it's not my fault. Good. I mean, what can I do about that? Yeah, I guess that's it. I think you have a bit of experience with builders, Jay. Yes, I do. Recently. We won't get into it. Yeah, we won't get into it. <laughs> oh, we're not gonna get into it. Okay, okay. Fine. All I can say, Carter, is great speaking to you, and I hope that you get your drain unclogged. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Okay, you go put me that out there. That sounds like a euphemism. I you regret go, that. You'll get me. <laughs> yeah. Till next week, Jay. Week seven. The Rock and Roll American Football Podcast. Absolute Radio.